and welcome to the Adventures with Stuffers podcast. This is episode seven, and it's a good one. We have a very special guest on the show today. It is my friend and your friend, Justin Monorail. We talk all about our experience at this year's Halloween Horror Nights. It's his first real experience. He tried once and he failed miserably. And he gives some tips and tricks on how to survive if you're a scaredy cat like him. So I hope you enjoy and make sure to like, comment, review all the things and check us out on the socials. Welcome, Justin, to the Adventures with Steffers podcast. How are you this fine evening, nighttime? Well, hello, Steffers. It is a pleasure to be here. I am very excited to be on Adventures with Steffers for the first time. I'm so proud to be the first guest on your show. Is that correct? No. Oh, no. no. Uh, we're, well, this is episode oh. seven. Sorry. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy to be in the top 10, but no, I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about tonight's special topic. It is so special to me because of many reasons, but also this is your com- coming back. What What's the, re- what's the word you're coming? There's, uh, there's like a term, but I can't think of it right now. Triumphant return. Triumphant return back to podcasting. Yeah. I mean, I'm we'll see, I guess. It seems bold <laughs> to say that at this point. <laughs> oh, well, for one night only, folks, or one day only, or whenever you're listening to this, because it'll be on the internet for a while. Anyway, if you guys don't know, last week, two weeks ago, I don't even know what week this is anymore, but on September 18th, Justin and I, as well as a few of the Monroe fam, attended Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando, and Justin is a weenie. So Mm -hmm. he was not looking forward to this event, but we roped him in anyway. I was so nervous. Oh, I I even asked while we were in line. I asked if you were ready and you were like, nope. Mm -mm. No, I wasn't. I was dreading it the day before. I was dreading, dreading it the week before. What listeners to your podcast may not know is that I actually attempted a run at Halloween Horror Nights back in 2019 for my daughter's 18th birthday, McKenna Monorail for fans of the Monorail podcast. And It did not go well, to say the very least. No, it didn't. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. this time, it it was kind of one of those things that I always had in the back of my mind. Like, I felt bad of how how much, how miserably we failed at our first attempt at Halloween Horror Nights. And and it was one of those things. I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to get defeated by things. And I'm like, I want to go back and I want to beat this thing. And I want to have that victory, that sweet taste of victory over Halloween Horror Nights. So... I was anxious to go back, but I was so, I'm not going to lie. I I am a big chicken and I was very nervous, very, very nervous. So much so that that morning I said to my child, I think I would have rather been launched into space on the inspiration for mission rather than go to Halloween horror nights. Wow. That's a, that's a big, bold (laughs) statement right there. But honestly, it doesn't surprise me at all. You even uh, ventured for those who don't know what Halloween horror nights is. It's an event where there's nowadays 10 houses. Some are original, some are IPs, and they have scare zones. This year they had five, and then they had two shows that we didn't watch, so we're not even going to talk about that. But they also had a hotel experience called the Jacked Up Experience, with yeah. which Justin was able to check out for us on behalf of the Adventures with Suffers podcast. Tell us how that was. Yes, you I was, dip your toes in. I was honored to represent Adventures with <laughs> Steffers at the Jacked Up Experience. So guests at Universal Resorts get access to this very special exhibit that focuses on Jack the Clown. And I don't know how much 
you want to go into the icons, but it's kind of a central theme, I guess, of this year's Halloween Horror Nights event. But Jack, I guess, was the original icon. And so in order to celebrate him, and by the way, I'm talking out of stuff I don't know anything about. I, all I know is there are icons. Jack was the first one. So they decided to set up this exhibit at Cabana Bay. And you can go in, they, they only let like a handful, like a dozen people in at a time. And you, and you have like a guide that takes you room to room. I don't want to spoil it a lot. If there are people who may still go do this, but what I will say is, first of all, if there's a real long wait and I'm saying like more than, I don't know, 50 people in line, cause that's going to take a while. I wouldn't wait because really it's a bunch of photo ops. There's some cool things to see. They give you a lot of background on Jack, and um, if you are a fan of Jack and you and a fan of the history, I think you'd get more out of it. For me, being total noob to the Halloween Horror Nights experience, I thought the photo ops were cool, but like the human blender has no impact on my mind because um, I've never seen that before. But apparently, that was in like a house, one of Jack's houses in the past, so or maybe a scare zone. I don't know. So anyway, uh, it's a thing that you can do. And if it's a short wait and you're a fan of Jack, I would say do it. Otherwise, it'd be okay if you missed it. So was the photo op experience and the bar that they had in one enclosed room or was it like a separate thing? Yeah, they were separate. So, so the jacked up experience is actually on the second floor. And if for those, if, if you are familiar with Cabana Bay, there's kind of a, there's a bowling alley up on the second floor of the, that main building. Um, if you go up the stairs, there's like a spiral staircase in front of the bowling alley. You take a left and I guess it's, I don't know if it's like a convention space or something that they would typically use up there, but that's where the jacked up experience was. The Icons bar was downstairs directly across from the check-in counter. So it was just in the big open atrium of the lobby. That's honestly a weird place to put a bar but i won't i won't judge <laughs> and you had a drink didn't you try a drink i can't remember what you did there i did i had something called the creature of the night and i could google what's in it i can't tell you right now the only thing i could tell you is it was extremely strong so i felt like i got my money's worth in terms of alcohol but the icons bar i mean it's kind of cool that they set that up there's some cool things to see they have a couple cabinets that have some pieces of like memorabilia and props and costume items from the icons but Aside from that, it's mostly they've got banners hanging behind the bar, and then they have some special drinks on the menu. And if you, you know, if you like special drinks, that's cool. You can do it. They do a walk-up, so you can walk up. You don't have to sit at the bar. You can walk up and take it to go. And that's what I did. That's a smart, smart move. We definitely indulged in some drinks during the actual uh, event in the park. We did. Oh, yes, we did. You had to get that liquid courage in there. That was part of the plan, Stephanie. Oh, that was part of the plan going in. I, I knew... <laughs> I needed to loosen up, grease the wheels a little bit. So I had some pregame drinks and then I kept it going. I tried to keep myself uh, loosey-goosey throughout the evening. And so I definitely invested in one of the uh, flashy blinky cups. So did I. That I could get refilled. And I certainly did get refilled a few times. I got my money's worth with that one for sure. I mean, we what did we do? We pre-gamed. Me and Justin met up. Let's set the scene. Me and Justin met up. And the first thing we did was get a shark attack, sir, from Shay Alcatraz. We it's your show. We call, we call it a shark attack in these waters. Because our buddy Murph calls it a shark attack. So that's what we do. Anyway, if you like rum and pineapple and are not Sam Monorail, then mm -hmm. 
I would indulge in a uh, shark attack from our buddy Murphy Che Alcatraz at Universal Studios. And then we met up with our crew, Skipper Bob. Where did Theme Park Rob? Theme Park Rob eventually made it there. All of our friends made it. And then we went to our Scream Early or Stay and Scream area. Let me tell you, Universal, I don't know what. Typically, I wait in the Finnegan Scream Early zone. But this year, we decided to switch it up and do Simpsons. I don't know what y'all were doing. It was a mess. <laughs> After we got in, it was fine. But we were sitting in front of animal actors for a while, which is to be expected. But first, we were waiting in Central Park. And I was mm -hmm. like, what's happening? Why are we waiting just here? It's fine. Just read the signs, people. Yeah, but it's probably good to point out, like, if you are interested in getting into that zone, where you check in is right there by the crepe stand, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which would, yeah, we, that was kind of far off from where we thought we needed to be. Well, I had heard that the Haunting of Hill House line or Sand Scream, it used to be called Sand Scream. They call it Scream Early and I'm just going to mess that up this entire show and it's fine. That I was told was in front of animal actors and the Beetlejuice holding area was in front of the whole Simpsons Moe's situation. So in my head, I was looking for the lines and the the check-in in front of those areas and then our buddy skipper bob was like no it, it's back there now and i'm like what do you what do you mean it's back there now but it's yeah. fine we figured it out because the lovely team members with signs the twirly signs mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 recommend i have no names but all of y'all are doing a great <laughs> job if universal's listening to this it's fine so needless to say haunting of hill house was uh justin's first experience with the haunted houses it was yeah which was appropriate because the soundstage that they use for Haunting of Hill House is the same one that they used for Classic Monsters in 2019. And that was notoriously the house that broke my family. So that was also the best house. It was so. good. It was very good. But it also terrified my children, sent my <laughs> one of my children into shock. <laughs> That's fine. They just. Um, Bye. I mean, luckily I got to do Ghostbusters, but that was at the end of the night and we barely made it in there. But yeah, so it felt good to get back in there. However, I was being told by those who had already done some of the houses, this is one of the scariest ones. If you can do this one, Justin, if you can do this one, you're going to be all right, which was not helping my anxiety before going into the house. So my question to you, since this is our first house, we'll just break it down. Did you watch the show prior to attending the event? I did. No, I, I love Haunting of Hill House. I've actually watched that particular season twice on Netflix. I love a good spooky show. I love horror movies in general. The thing about Haunting of Hill House, it felt like kind of a throwback to like a nice supernatural spooky tale that because it's a series, they could do slow builds and really develop the story. And oh my gosh, some of the scenes in that show were so unsettling and it had some like legitimate scares for me. So from that aspect, I'm a fan of the show. So I was excited to see it in a way. <laughs> in a way, he says, as he's trembling in fear. I, I want to hear your rankings of the houses we went through. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should tell the people what the houses are first, just so they can set the scene here. There was the Haunting of Hill House, Beetlejuice, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I didn't realize that there was a the before Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but here we are. Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, HHN Icons Captured, Welcome to Scary Ohio. Well, I guess it's Welcome to Scary, but whatever. Case Files Unearth Legendary Truth, The Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin. I thought it was pumpkins. 
So here we are also correcting myself. Puppet theater, captive audience, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. So there were 10 houses. Mm -hmm. Most of them were originals, and I'm okay with that because, as I've said on previous podcasts, the originals are always a favorite in my book. But what did you think of Haunting of Hill House to start? Because that was the first one we did. Well, (laughs) so I mentioned part one of my strategy was to uh, be tipsy. Uh, So that was part one. Mm -hmm. Part two of the strategy was to have a meat shield in front and behind of me, which meant I needed to have theme park Rob directly in front of me because he is a large stocky man who no monster would want to mess with and skipper Bob behind me because he is also a large stocky man who no monster would want to mess mess with. And that way I'm wedged in between a little Justin sandwich and I've got my barrier. I've got my guys protecting me, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Both of them had gone through all those houses previously. Mm-hmm. And theme park Rob knew where a lot of the scares were. For some reason, I put my trust in this man. He decided to slow down to make sure I was seeing the th- the scares actually happen. So once he did that, from about midway through the Haunting of Hill House maze to the end, somehow I became the target of every scare actor. Huh. You don't say. If it someone- happened. Yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> so Clear- I may have said some choice words. I all do. I definitely got myself curled up like a cocktail shrimp. And I, I was like trying to hide. I, was, I wasn't covering my eyes or ears. I wanted to. It's, it's a mixed reaction because I wanted to see the stuff. But I also didn't want the monsters to get me. And they kept getting me. And so as we exited that house... I had this, you know, I was I was kind of like trembling and shaking with the adrenaline and I was excited and I was laughing, but also it scared the crap out of me. Like legitimately it was a scary house. Ha- if if you all have never done Halloween horror nights before, th- they always say there's like, you know, the disclaimer, not recommended for children 13 or younger and all this kind of stuff. For real, it's scary. The house they're not playing around. And people are paying their money to go in there and get scared. Like, they want to get scared. So so Universal's like, we're going to do it. We'll get you. So I would say you got to be prepared going in. And and I think we'll keep going, and we're going to talk about how things progressed for me. But I think having a group of people who've done it before and who are, like, all in and all about it really can help bring newbies along. Like, if you go just a group of newbies, especially terrified children. I'm putting children in quotes because they were at the time 14 and 19. Is that right? I don't know. That's math. 14 and 18. They were 14 and 18. So children in quotes, they were above that disclaimer line, but both very scared. Um, And then Sam, who is someone who also has huge reactions to scares and starts swinging and dancing and screaming. It makes it way scarier if you're part of a group like that and you're, and you're new to it. So I'm just saying, I think that had an impact. So coming out of that first house, sorry, I'm long-winded. Coming out of that first house, I felt, I was like, okay, I made it. I felt some relief, but I was like, this is going to be a long night. Oh, and it was. (laughs) What's funny because I had the opposite um experience well not experience but kind of opposite the experience i didn't get a lot of the scares it's very if you go with a group as well and even if just it depends 
on luck and timing. And that's a common theme in terms of the rankings of my houses that I have open on my screen here. Haunting of Hill House was cool. There were some things that I noticed because I knew to look for them. Other things that I know I missed that I don't know would necessarily contribute to the scary factor. But when I go to Halloween Horror Nights, I want to be scared and I want to appreciate the theming of a house. Not sure if that one really made the mark for me. We'll go into my ranking of these later, wow. but let's just say it's not anywhere near the top. Spoiler wow. alert. I know. I know. I told you my rankings are going to shock you. And right. by told you, I mean, I told Justin. And then second, we hit Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And what did we think about Beetlejuice? So Beetlejuice is like the other side of the coin. It's <laughs> not, it wasn't scary at all. It's fun. You know, you've got a familiar character. Everybody loves Beetlejuice, you know, so you've got the music, you've got Beetlejuice up to his antics and and that house, similar to what I experienced with Ghostbusters two years ago, kind of follows along with like the the storyline of the movie. So you're seeing things and scenes that are kind of iconic that you're really familiar with and that's fun and exciting. And yeah, there's still going to be jump scares in there, but it's more, I did a survey today for Universal and I like this distinction There's a distinction between what scared you and what startled you. And I think Beetlejuice, there are startle moments, not scare moments. And that's a big difference. So coming out of that house, basically now we've seen the whole spectrum. For me, super scary to kick off. Second one's just fun and silly. And I enjoyed it because I'm a fan. So that one wasn't scary. It was just fun. Yes. I love Beetlejuice, if anyone knows. I even bought the poster because I'm extra like that. Beetlejuice was honestly in my top, so... But that was because I enjoyed the theming. I will say that was not scary. They always have a house that they just do it for the themes, do it for the classic nature of it all. That was Mm -hmm. definitely what Beetlejuice was. It was great, though. It was very fun. And then, what did we do? Wicked Growth after? Mm -hmm. I'm the one who made the plan here, people, and I don't even remember what we did. Wicked Growth was a bunch of pumpkins. I will say the facade was very nice. We did not get to see it lit up, but I did see pictures of it lit up, top tier. And this was the house that everyone said was the absolute best of Halloween Horror Nights this year. What did you think, Justin? Was it was it the absolute best house of the night for you? I'm not, I'm not going to reveal whether or not oh. it was the absolute best right now. All I'm going to say is when we had talked about the house previously, I told you that that was one I was actually looking forward to. Yes, he did. Yeah, because I love the idea of the pumpkin monsters. I feel like it felt very much like classic Halloween. As much as I am a chicken, I love Halloween. I mean, it's 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 my favorite holiday. It's so much fun. I really love the theming. And I just felt like it could be like the perfect balance of scary and really fun and interesting. And I like that it was you know, a original concept and I was excited to see it from, from everything I'd heard. Um, I was excited to see it. So coming out of it, like this was one where the timing was hit and miss for me when we went through it. Um, I got some good scares, other ones I, I completely missed, or it seemed like something was missing. I think the thing I appreciated most about this one is the way the story kind of progressed through the house without getting overly sport spoilery. Um, I, I just, I felt like this was the first one where I felt like there was and maybe even looking down the list of houses where there's like a clear A, B, C storyline that I was able to follow. So I appreciated that. And now I I was told you would smell pumpkin spice in there. I didn't spell, I didn't smell any pumpkin spice, uh, but I actually really liked it. It it was scary, but it wasn't overly scary. And 
I came out feeling pretty satisfied against what I expected. How about you? I, I'm trying to think if I knew that there was going to be pumpkin spice smells or if I even smelled anything. I don't, honestly, I don't recall. I will say to your point, the original concepts always seem to blow me away more than any of the IPs that they ever do, which is fine because I like to see how creative they can be. I, my ex expectations were low for this house and I know that I didn't get the perfect timing. And honestly, I think I only got the perfect timing in two, two or three of the houses uh, on, on that night, which is fine. No big deal because I always just like to go just to look at everything. It was scary in some parts, but it also was kind of just cool to see. Uh, I do think there is a clear ABC moment. Like I like how, when you can tell what's happening and like where you're going with it. So I will agree with you on that. I thought it was pretty solid. I don't think it was the best house of the whole event, but I do think it was rather solid. Now, could that be attributed to my timing? Probably, but that's what we're basing this off of people. So here we are. This is our experiences. <laughs> so that's the T. And I don't know if this is where we split or if we mm -mm. did the next one together. We were together for the next one. Okay. The, the next one was the last one we did together, I think. Okay. Puppet Puppet Theater. Puppet right? Theater. Was, okay. Yeah. yeah. Puppet yeah. Theater, captive audience. I went to, into this. I hate, honestly, I love Jack the Clown, <laughs> but I hate clowns. Puppets give me the creeps. So I wasn't sure where what I would think of this house and what would happen in this house. This was also teased or leaked from last year that they were going to do. So I uh, take that. I don't know if they really updated or changed anything from their original idea. But thoughts, Justin, on this puppet of a time? So this was another one that those who had previously explored the houses before we had a chance to had built up as one of the scarier houses. And I think when we did our initial ranking and I was telling you which ones I expected to be scary, this was one I put up in that top tier of I think that's going to be a scary one. I could see how this house could be very scary. But I think for me, this was my worst timed run of the night. I I missed out on most of the scares in this house. They I were either right so in front I. of me. Yeah, they were either like right in front of me or right behind me. I, I, I don't know. I just missed most of it. So I thought the, you know, you'll, you'll always have rooms that are nice, big, like kind of epic scenes. Um, those were cool. There were some really neat set pieces to see. But in terms of the, the jump scares and, and the um, surprise moments, I just didn't really get it. So I, I'm in my rankings, I think I'm probably a little forgiving of this one because I don't think it was the house's fault. I think it was more our timing's fault. And this one, my biggest complaint, I actually wrote this in the survey. This was the first time where we, tr I think our group tried to slow down a little bit or the people in front of us like took off. So there was a gap between us and the group in front of us. And the team members that were standing through the house that try to show you where to go started waving us like we needed to move faster. So the second half, half of the house, I don't even really remember because I felt like we were rushed through it. Well, what's funny to me, and I and I made this comment while we were there, is that there's an automated voice like throughout the park and all the announcements that says, please maintain social distancing, whatever, whatever. But then they're also like fill in all available space. Yeah. It's a Disney problem too. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's 
it's fine, whatever. I will say when I, I made my list that night of my rankings because I knew that I would forget a lot in terms of the content. And this one is one where it wasn't as rem- rem- memorable. I was going to say, rem- yeah. I was going to say rememorable <laughs> and that's not a, re- that's not a word. It wasn't as memorable to me. And that disappoints me because I knew that I was hoping like I, yeah. my expectations were a little bit too high on that one, I think. Yeah. But the hopes. timing was off and it, it was better than some houses, but in my rankings, I think I, I put it in a decent spot based off of just the rest of the experience we had that night i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say that i put it in a decent spot i think you and i did kind of the same thing with our rankings because i think we could see potential with that one yeah for sure i just it just wasn't there man it just wasn't there i didn't i also didn't think i realized that there was a ballet troupe involved in this but maybe i saw the ballet troupe did i see it i don't know yeah i mean (laughs) if you remember that they had well should we say? Spoiler. I don't know. Okay, we'll say spoiler. Spoiler alert, so, people. Jump ahead if you don't want to hear it. But there's a room you go in and there's like um, ballerinas that are hanging in like the pirouette position and they're spinning. There's like oh, yes, room. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did yeah, see yeah. that. Okay, see? See that? Memorable, people. It's all about what's <laughs> memorable. And then this was the point where people had to split off. And by people, I mean our group split off. And we well, took a food break. <laughs> yeah. we. The problem <laughs> was you had... Half the group were young whippersnappers who were able to just go, go, go. And the I wasn't going to bring, I wasn't going to bring age into this, Justin. The, the other half were old farts who needed to take it down a notch. Um, and we were starting to maybe feel a little bit tired from the go, go, go pace that Steffers was setting. No shade to you because I know you, you had a plan and you were trying to execute that plan and that's fine. Um, it was just maybe a little much. Something I wanted to say, and, and I was hoping, I'm glad I remembered it now because I was going to forget. I ended up getting over 30,000 steps this night. And that was after like seven, I got 30,000 steps. So this is an intense experience. I mean, in order to get to all the houses, because they're located all over the park. And if you're going to try to take advantage of like going to whatever has the lowest wait time, you're going to be crisscrossing the park and you're going to get a lot of steps in. So um, that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, we, we did split up. You guys took a food break. Um, we actually did too. We went back to where they had the booth set up where, uh, I think it's the, the Texas chainsaw booth where they've got the stuffed brisket and the grilled cheese. That is that the Texas chainsaw or is that the haunting of Hill house booth? Um, I don't know. It, de- it depends on where you were. Located. It, it was over there by animal actors. Um, that might but, be haunting because I think Texas chainsaw was in the front. Oh, you're right. You're right. Cause that's where they had the candy pork belly. Um, but I did get the stuffed brisket. It uh-huh. was so good. It it was, I don't know if I was starving or what, because I realized Skipper Probably Bob both. and I yeah, Skipper Bob and I both realized that we hadn't eaten since breakfast. But that stuffed brisket was delicious. And I got I got the combo. It was the stuffed brisket and the poison tea party. And oh, I really there was a combo, man. Yeah, and I really liked the poison tea party drink. I, I was looking forward to that and it was tasty. I got that as well. The drink, mm-hmm. not the meal. We ended up going to Monsters Cafe because two years ago when we went to Halloween Horror Nights, my friends and I, it rained like it does in Florida, but then everything was wet. So Mm. then we went to a booth and then we had our food in our hands on these little tiny paper trays that they don't really give you anything helpful. And it was dark 
and it was a mess and we sat on a on a bench and it was soaking wet and it was it was just not a good <laughs> I time see. i wondered why you all did that like with all the booths and everything i was curious why you decided to go to the oh. monster cafe well happy accident they were actually serving special not special oh. food but they were serving okay special food at the monsters cafe and almost every single one of us there was something called the vampire which was a pulled pork sandwich with like slaw and all these good things very tasty very big it was on a pretzel bun so if you guys like pretzel buns highly recommend and then i splurged and i got the uh bride of frankenstein layered cake thing that they had couldn't tell you what it's called because I forgot already that um, I would take the icing off because unless you want your teeth to be black, there's really no point in the icing because under it, each layer has like a vanilla icing that tastes the same, but it was okay. pretty darn good. If you want to try it, that vampire sandwich is something you can get normal days. Oh, cause I've had that before. Um, what the heck? And it, it is good. It look pretty. It is good, but yeah, that's something they, they've been serving that since they reopened the Monster Cafe. I don't know if maybe they didn't have it before, but they do that yeah. and they do like a half rotisserie chicken. Um, oh, they had a turkey leg. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were, there were experiences with that turkey but, leg. Oh, <laughs> but we, oh, when we got these, the brisket, so I got the br- stuffed brisket, Sam got the twisted tater and I actually have never had one of their twisted taters before. And I mean, it's it's very salty, but it was good. Like overhyped. Yeah, I don't think you have to go out of your way to get a twisted tater. I would say I would. I, we should have gotten pizza fries, which I guess were being served like at that little. There's a restaurant that's like right back there beside SpongeBob Store Pants. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the pizza fries were. I honestly couldn't. Usually, there's like a window that serves the right next to store pants and i didn't know if they were still doing that this year or if they yeah. made its own booth like they did with the twisted well i guess twisted tater always has its own booth but i didn't know if they put it in a different spot this year so we didn't even get a pizza fry yeah we didn't do i we should have i regret but hey i'm going back so of course you I, can are. Get, I can get pizza fries see that he didn't he wasn't scarred too much he's going back people <laughs> he's True. going back yeah so after you guys ate um, this is where we started crisscrossing paths. We, we literally we, crisscrossed. Yeah, every we were time. never we were never able to to get the groups back together. But where did where did you go next? We where did we go next? Because you did whatever you did, we did the opposite of what you did. I think we went to Tooth Fairy. No, ooh, Bride of Frankenstein. We did Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. I'm just gonna have to pull up a map or something because. I'm like 95% positive. We went to Bride of Frankenstein, and I think you guys went to Case Files. Yeah, we went to Case Files. I'm interested to hear your opinion on Case Files. Okay. You want to hear it now? Oh, yes. I want to hear it now while I confirm that that's the the house that we went to. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so we were, in order to try to meet back up, I was texting you, Steffers, every time we got in line for something, and I was like, hey, now we're in line for this. So we did, we we went to Case Files. I was excited about this one. The, the thing is, like I mentioned before, I don't have any history of Halloween Horror Nights, so I was worried that some of the impact of this house would be a bit lost on me because I think a lot of this this legendary truth um, is kind of this secret society that's been investigating all this creepy stuff that's been going on with Halloween Horror Nights from the beginning, and Boris Schuster is this private investigator as a window on the on one of the streets in Universal Studios and all this sort of thing, and um so there's a lot of this that you could probably get more out of maybe if you had more of the background but 
what I knew about it was that it, it was based on this private investigator and it kind of is a story through time, a little bit of a noir kind of a, a setting if you're into that sort of thing. And I got to tell you, first of all, I thought it was a scary house. Like it was probably right in the neighborhood of like Wicked Growth for me, like scary enough. But I really liked the story. I, I liked the theme. I liked the tone of it. Really enjoyed it. It scared the crap out of Sam. I think it was one of her scarier houses. Like they really got her in that one. She didn't punch um, anybody, so it's a successful yeah, night. She, she didn't punch anybody, but again, um, we kind of slowed down a little bit and then started getting rushed because we were trying to create a little space. But I, this one, for me, uh, I would say I enjoyed it more more than I expected to. It was good. Interesting. I, I'm just going to rank. I'm just going to rate my houses based off of you and your order. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. I honestly didn't, didn't really read into the background of it. I kind of just went into it blind. And I was thoroughly surprised and they, it checked all the boxes for me, honestly. Yeah, it was good. So don't sleep on this house, people. Nobody's talking about this house. We're going to start a petition to talk about this house. Yeah, I think pretty consistently it was one of the ones with the lower wait time for most of the night. It was. I think it shot up once. And then even then, by the time we were done with whatever we were doing, it went back down. So come on, people. Let's talk about Bride of Frankenstein, since that's what you want. Disappointed? You seem disappointed. I I don't know if it was timing, but it was one of the biggest disappointments of the night. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I will say the beginning was cool. Not spoiling anything, people. The beginning was cool before before you really get into the nitty gritty of it all. And I wanted to like it so much more. I just it really just fell short for me. Was it the timing, or was it just not my jam, or was I hoping it was more of a Universal Monsters from two thousand nineteen? It just wasn't it for me, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, that yeah, that's a little disappointing. I I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I mean, part of it is I do, even though. The classic monsters house broke me in 2019 <laughs> i love the universal classic monsters quite a bit mm-hmm. um I, w- I was one of the people who really hoped that the dark universe was going to like take off when they decided to launch that with the mummy and tom cruise and made a mission impossible movie for some reason um <laughs> and i was disappointed when that didn't happen but i i went in really expecting to enjoy it but i i think i went in thinking this is going to be one that was more like cinematic and not really focused on surprises or scares while it, it does have some of those. And by the way, I don't I don't want to spoil this for anyone, but but it had one of the coolest scares that I saw in any of the houses. And only me and I think Maddie and uh, Theme Park Rob Wifey saw it. Everybody else missed it. It was like just for us. We stopped and watched it because it was so good. So... Best scare of the night or coolest scare of the night was in that house for me. Now um, I'm curious what I'll it tell was. you later. Okay. I'll tell you offline. Offline. But um, I loved it. Thought it was great. Uh, we actually, the line backed up at one point. I got stopped. If you remember, there's a part where they're like draining the blood out of the vampire yeah. in that one room. I just stood there in front of her for a good two, three minutes. She just had to scream at me repeatedly. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> That happened um, to me in two, that happened to us in two of the houses. People just randomly stopped. And I don't know if they like pissed their pants and like had to like take a breather for a second. <laughs> and we like stopped. But I was like, why did we stop moving? Yeah. Don't on. know. But we hung out for a while. Uh, but overall, that one for me, um, in terms of theming, was one of my favorites. I, I really liked it. I, I liked the story. I liked the characters. I gave it a, 
two thumbs up. So I'm sad that it didn't hit the same for you. I'm sad that it didn't hit the same for me either because like I was really, that was me and Jackson's, like the Universal Monsters was one of our favorite, ha- if not our favorite house, one of our favorite houses from two years ago. And like typically if you're doing the same thing, but focusing a little bit more, yeah. it's so good. Should be. Evidently it was not. Mm. But this is fine. Where'd and you go to next? We did Tooth Fairy. Yeah, we did Tooth Fairy next. And you we, guys. We can talk Tooth Fairy. I think did we did Icons next. Somehow so, we. <laughs> you did opposite because we yeah. did that Because then you got in there and we did Tooth Fairy after that, I think. Yeah. Tooth Fairy. Second worst run of the night for me. Wow. Um, t- timing, timing was very bad. And by the way, I want to say while we're talking about all this and when we talk about the rankings too, none of this is a reflection on the scare actors. The oh, scare actors. Yeah all do an amazing job and it really has nothing to do with with them it's really more it it comes down to timing personal taste and whether or not that house just resonated with you this one for me i like how it started i like the theming i like the idea um some of our groups said that this one suffered from same monsteritis a little bit too much and that doesn't bother me really i'm okay with that um but i just I feel like I missed a lot or missed something. And again, this was one, this one in Puppet Theater, we got rushed through and I, I ended up feeling like I didn't get enough time in it. So not, not the, not a reflection of the house or the scare actors so much as operationally something was going on there that it just didn't hit right for me. Interesting. I had the opposite. Oh. <laughs> I had the opposite time. We actually all left that house super impressed and we were like, oh, there was lore. We love this. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. I will say that the actual monster i didn't get why it looked the way it did but it still was pretty like yikes in your face so i thought it was pretty solid got a couple a few good scares out of that one was it my favorite no is it up there yes wow i'm really i'm really excited for our rankings because i feel like we're like opposite i think so that'll be fun to do so we did icons then and and i got in this line right after you left that line yeah, we almost came out around the same time. But yeah, icons. So I kind of knew what to expect with this one. I, I'd seen a little bit of walkthrough. I knew what was going on. This Ugh. was another one that I think if you had uh, a good history of Halloween Horror Nights, you were going to appreciate it more. So I did a lot of reading about all of the Halloween Horror Nights icons. So I knew who they were. I could name them as we went through. So I knew who they were. The, the thing about this one is there isn't like a cohesive story. It's really almost like um, a highlight reel of like, here's a few seconds of this guy and here's a few seconds of this lady and, th- and that sort of thing. And that's fine. There were some pretty cool set pieces. I guess when you went through, it was probably the same, but at the end of it, there's a, there's a, th- a scene that changes based on when you go through, which is which one is kind of sitting, which icon is sitting on the throne for us. It was chance. So that was cool. Cause actually it, from the people that I'd heard review it, it was usually someone else. So that was cool that we got chance. But for me, there were some good moments in this. I would like to redo this house, actually, because I, I thought it was neat to see all the different icons doing their thing. And I had, this one was fun. It it made me feel, it gave me vibes of like, almost like Fear Street or something. If you've seen that on Netflix, just like, oh, look at all these different kinds of monsters doing their thing and they're all going to get you. And yeah, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed it as well. And I actually... In terms of scares, I think I was so busy admiring each one of the icons that like, yeah. one, I wasn't even thinking of scares and two, I was just way too focused to really like piss Ooh, my pants. I have a question. So oh? I had watched, like I mentioned, 
one another one of my strategies to lower my anxiety level before we went to the houses was to watch as many walkthroughs as possible which by the way did not ruin everything because most of the walkthroughs that i watched were more like highlights of the houses so i didn't see everything but one thing i did see in the icons house was that fear was like standing in there just as you went in mm -hmm. was he there i didn't see him yes i totally missed him it was like after you cross under the archway with all the totems you go in that first area, you should have been over there on the left. I don't remember seeing him. Hold on. Now I need to... I'm pretty sure... Yeah, he was okay. there. I missed it. I must have been distracted. I mean, it happens to the best of us. But yeah, no, he was there. I had... Tr I was like going through and I didn't... One, I don't know the order in which the icons came out. I just know of the icons and which ones are which. So I wasn't sure. It was nice turning each corner and just going to a next one and not yeah. knowing. Or like hearing the music and yeah. knowing which one you're approaching. So I thought it was very cool. Storyteller yeah. still creeps the heck out of me. Will always be the scariest one. I don't care what anybody else says. Old ladies just creep me out but that's that's <laughs> well saying. steffers you will be one someday and i hope that you're just as creepy i'll make sure to be creepy <laughs> don't you worry um i would love to go through that house again so me and jackson were actually supposed to do round two the next night and we did not we actually number one we were going to go later in the day we did a pool day and we were going to go later just because we didn't need to do stay and scream because we had express as well didn't you know, he wasn't feeling well in terms of pain, not in terms of like sickness. And it was monsooning yeah, it outside. Was coming, yeah. yeah, it flooded in my town. <laughs> oh, it, it flooded on the walk to the hard rock to the park. So yeah. it was about eight o'clock, which is when we were going to go. And I was like, there's no way we're heading over there. And then it didn't stop till like 9, 930. There's just no way. I'm not like, it, there's no point at that point to go. Yeah. Yeah. At least for us, because I'd rather have my money than three hours. Because let's be honest, we weren't going to stay there the entire time anyway. So we got a refund. So shout out to Universal oh, nice. for accommodating yeah, that's good. me and my husband. But I would love to go back. I think what I'm going to do next year is upgrade my pass so that I get the free one mm -hmm. and then probably go again anyway. So just, just the fun facts of the day by Steffers. Yeah, I, I think... By the way, one of my big takeaways from this is if you're a person who thinks you want to do it all at Halloween Horror Nights, you really need to do two nights. Because essentially, we focused on getting through the houses, which we successfully did, thanks to Steffer's plan. We got through all the houses, all 10, and actually we were able to do two of them twice, so 12 house runs. And we got to stop and try some food. We had plenty of drinks. We did the scare zones, but we didn't do the shows at all. Correct. Um, we also did not do the tribute store. So in order to slow the pace down and really take it all in, I think if you needed to do or wanted to do it all, you really ought to do either frequent fear or at least do two nights. I 150% agree. The second night that me and Jackson were going to go, we were actually going to see uh, Nightmare Fuel Mm -hmm. to like me grab all the content I wanted go through the tribute store. I will say as a caveat, tribute store is open during the day. Yeah, that's true. You can do that during the day. So if you have a daytime ticket, you can still, you know, take part. But if you wanted to get the whole experience at night and whatever, um, I would definitely do at least two nights. And if you're only doing one night, 
and you don't want to be as crazy as we are, grab Express. But if you're mm -hmm. just trying to be budget friendly, I yeah. will say you can do all 10 houses in one night. You can. We will you it. be sore days after? Yes. Yes. Especially if you're old. I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> Uh, it's very doable, but if you can swing it, there there are other options. This was just the option for like my friends who are only going one night and what ha can't afford express type of thing. Doable, painful, yeah. but you still get the experience. And I have seen other people that in maybe instead of doing the two last two house runs that you did, you can catch the last show of Nightmare yeah. Fuel, which is at like 1230. Yeah. You could also do that. I mean, there that you can change your plan up. But I just wanted to make sure we got through the houses because that that was really my goal, at yeah, least for well, that night. The reason that we did it actually was because Sam had showed up late and she didn't get to do yeah. Haunting of Hill House and Beetlejuice. So those were the sec those were the ones that I did for a second time. So Sam, even showing up like after the event officially started, was still able to do all 10 houses. Boom. So that's pretty cool. Mic drop. Yeah. Also, it was a Saturday night. So one of the busier nights. September is always less busy. I will always I will beat that yeah. till it's blue. September is always less busy than a night in October. So I recommend maybe doing that. They also have like pass hold. Do they have pass holder weeks this year? They usually well, they have, have pass, pass holder. holder thing. I mean, they have pass holder like for premier fast pass holders. There are pass holder nights, like specific nights that we get to go to use um, our free our free one. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. No, I thought they had like a special, maybe, I don't know. But also if you have a premiere pass, typically they reserve some of those beginning September days for y'all. So I'll be there one day. It's fine. No big deal. We have two more to talk about. Two more houses. Um, two. We got what? Scary and Texas Chainsaw, I think are the last two. Oh, we, wow. We went through eight um, of them already. Yeah. So let's talk Texas Chainsaw because I have a question about this one. Okay, that was the last one we did. We ended the night with Texas Chainsaw. It was the, in, in, for my order, it was the second to last. <laughs> so we did this one, and I actually, I led us through Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> clap, everybody clap in the background. By this point, I had gotten so comfortable with doing it that I was like, look, I get it. I know how this goes. I think I can do this. Let at, Sam said she was going to lead us and then chickened out. So I was like, that's fine. I will lead us through Texas Chainsaw. And it was just it was just me, Sam, and Andre at this point, just the three of us. And so I did. I led the way. Not only did I lead the way, Steffers, you would have been very proud. Mm -hmm. I actually slowed us down because wow. I was like, because I was like, I want to see some of this stuff happen. Like I started, I started to get in the mentality of, I want to spring the trap. I want to see the scares because that's why we're doing this. It's not to like rush through, right? So. I actually started to kind of slow our pace down to make a little room so that maybe we got a few more scares. All that being said, Texas Chainsaw was fine. I, it was noisy. I mean, it's like chainsaws the whole time. You can imagine they rely a lot on that noise of the chainsaw to scare you. Um, there's a couple cool moments. If you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's it's kind of cool to see, I guess, but overall. So what I know about this house now is that this is a house they almost always have in Hollywood uh, mm -hmm. for there. And what I'm wondering, this was the question I had for you. Do you think they had plans to have another house, but something maybe fell through? And so they just brought Texas Chainsaw to Orlando. If it wasn't, since it was 2020, I would say yes. You know what I mean? Like since this was like a thing and, and COVID and whatever, I would say that they're just reusing but at the same time, I know that they've done 
stuff like this before where they'll like reuse something or okay what have you like they've used what was it called walking dead was it mm-hmm. walking dead i mean they did walking dead a couple times they did the purge every single frigging movie that came out for the purge like mm-hmm. they did the different variations it's hard to say if this was supposed to be something else based off of the lineup i want to say they had to fill a slot yeah that's what that's- i'm kind of Thank that's you. just me if that slot was meant to be taken with chainsaw massacre maybe but seems a little weak in my opinion what did you think of the house though i thought it was actually okay it's it's not high on my list but i don't like it i wasn't i've never seen the movie let me preface and say that I, i've never seen the movie i only know what the quote-unquote villain scary guy you know Leatherface, right mm-hmm. that's his name mm-hmm. i only know his name really and what he looks like Oh, by the way, that cherry pie looks ter- more terrifying than what was in the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't think it was bad. I think we just had really good timing. Okay. The scares, meh. I was too focused on the sound of the chainsaws, honestly. But the scares were okay. The house was overall nice. I mean, I, I don't think the theming was terrible. I just, not my favorite. But I don't really care for Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kind of my hot take on it. If yeah. you if you like it, cool. it's fine. It's fine. It's just it, it was felt, just okay. It it felt to me very much like a a place filler, but that's I mean, it's probably a valid statement. But they put it together relatively quickly because they also themed food booths after mm-hmm. the house as well. I mean, how I don't know. Maybe I I'm trying to think what else they they talked or rumored to put out that they just didn't and then they came out with this it, it's honestly a very good chance that it was supposed to be some other ip and they were like oh we can't get the rights to this let's shove this since we already do it in hollywood maybe right. and then scary mm-hmm. scary ohio that was the last one i did and um so the last show of nightmare fuel was going on mm-hmm. when we actually it was about to let out when uh, Sam and I went to this one, Andre chose not to do it because he had already done it. So literally it was just me and Sam that mm-hmm. went into Scary Ohio. There was no one in front of us and there was no one behind us when we went in. So keep that in mind and go back to what I said at the beginning of how terrified I was in Haunting of Hill House and how I needed my meat shields and I needed to have plenty of drinks and all this sort of thing. Now, going in a house and essentially, we we had gotten a drink and we got a churro to get in line and have those things before we went in the house. We had to down the churro and chug the drink because there was no one in line. So we go in and it's it ended up that we caught up to the group in front of us because I, I don't know if they were stopping or what was happening. But there was no one and I was in the back. There was no one behind us the whole time. Even though, all that being said, we were totally pretty much on our own as we went through the house. I didn't think it was scary. I I didn't really understand the story that was being told to me. And I was like, okay, I get why Andre didn't necessarily want to do this one again. And we came out and it was like, well, we did it. (laughs) That's kind of how I felt. Wasn't my favorite house. Wasn't my bottom house. I thought it was actually okay. It all goes back to being memorable. Some things were cool about the house. I could follow the story of the house. Would I go into it again? Probably not. Unless I had like express and it was just like a go through it to go through it type of thing. I wouldn't go out of my way, but I'm glad I did it in general because it it wasn't, in my opinion, the worst house I went through. Yeah. And the time we actually had some decent timing on that one. So it wasn't anything like it, it wasn't terrible like i had a worse experience in bride than i did 
and oh, scary. Wow. Yeah, yeah, in terms of my personal favorite, it's not last place. Oh, see, there you go. It's not, <laughs> it's not last place. That's always grand, I guess. Should we tell the folks at home what where our rankings are now that yes. we wait, hold on. Before we do that, stop okay. the world. I actually wrote down a question that I thought of. Okay. This was your first Halloween Horror Nights experience. This is my 10,000th billion. I would like to know your opinion since we are in a new era of life. Did the plexiglass slash vinyl whatchamajinkers hinder mm. your experience of the houses? To give context, essentially what's happened is because of COVID times, they've got these plastic curtains in a lot of the, what do you call them? Boo holes? Do people call them boo holes? We're going to um, call them boo holes now. Uh, where where some of the scare actors will jump out and things. There's there's plexiglass so that you're not going to be within like, you know, face-to-face -face range of these people and, you know, protecting you, protecting them, whatever. My opinion is I think that it does in some cases slightly take away some of the surprise because while you might be able to see where like a lot of these like scare zones are or, or boo holes you might be able to tell anyway you could intuit this one like pretty much slaps in the face it's like oh well there's plexiglass or a plastic curtain here there's gonna be something happen right there so i'm just gonna I, i'm gonna be ready for it i'm gonna be prepared maybe you would be anyway and the other thing is maybe they put some of those up in places where there aren't scares just to throw you off that's possible as well i do think to me as a person who going into the event is scared of everything and was really feeling nervous about it, I felt a little more comfortable knowing that those things were going to be there. Cause I was like, Oh, that's good. Because that gives me like another layer of, of safety from the monsters. So that's my perspective. I, I mean, what did you think? Did it, someone who's done it a lot, like, did it take anything away for you? So for me, what I, what I noticed, and this didn't happen in all the houses, some of the houses, Especially with the way that the light hit the quote-unquote boo holes. I don't know. Landon's <laughs> literally going to have a field day with us saying boo holes every two seconds. But it really was not flattering in terms of trying to scare. It just, the way the light hit, the monster came out and they're just slapping the glass or plastic, whatever. Wasn't a big fan in some of the houses. In other houses, though, they had a plexiglass scare but you would turn the corner and there was another scare on your right that you weren't necessarily prepared for. And I think that happened to me in a couple of the houses. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, I was like, oh, well, you might have known about this one, but maybe not this other one that's coming up. Jackson said that, quote unquote, COVID ruined the experience. <laughs> or in terms of it, they had to do a lot of safety protocols, which, mm -hmm. you know, is appropriate for the times. But it just made it seem a lot less scary to him because of you know the plexiglass and the and the vinyl. Mm -hmm. I particularly didn't really notice a huge difference because, like I said, when I go into these houses, I really when I'm when I'm really going through is for the theming, and then secondary is the scares. So they got me. There was one time in one of the houses. My friend said, don't look in this window. And I looked at the dang window literally in the face and that scare actor popped out. And I was like, <laughs> and I about pissed my pants. So I did get like good scares despite there being like plastic yeah. air. So yeah, I mean, I, that, I think so. I think you're right. I think they were able to make it work despite 
the plexiglass may be giving away some of the potential scare spots. I, even when there were like places where I was like, oh, I know something's going to happen here. When it did happen, it probably startled <laughs> me. So like for me, it didn't. I And, and by the way, it was kind of confusing because mixed in, in all of those houses were plenty of scares where you were not separated from the scare actors by plexiglass. That, that was the second point I was going to make. They had said barriers in the houses, but if you went through the scare zones, which we really didn't touch on because that's really not what we were going to talk about on this show, but the scare zones, what I noticed when we were walking through, people were taking selfies with the scare actors yeah. like two feet in front of them. So yeah, right beside them. was there a real point? can't really say honestly i mean we're all about safety nowadays was it consistent and make sense or made sense no gotta say yeah, it wasn't very that was my takeaway is like the consistency didn't always make sense to me because then sometimes i'm like beetlejuice for example he was wearing a mask when you Correct. were but sometimes he was wearing a mask and beside and behind like plastic which was kind of weird and, and i didn't understand the one of them was super elevated. Sorry, this might be yeah. a spoiler. I don't really know. One of them is elevated. I won't tell you where. I won't tell you the context. And he was also wearing a mask. I, that part I didn't understand because they're elevated. Kind of just takes it away. Whatever. It's fine. Well, it's, that's distancing, right? But yeah, so, so you have to distance. Uh, you can't. People can't see me, but my hands are. There's a, there's a hefty. <laughs> really distance. demonstrating. Yeah. <laughs> really demonstrating, but it's fine. I will say, for me, it didn't ruin the experience. I will say, I'm glad we had the event this year. Mm -hmm. Was it my favorite year? I'm gonna have to say no. Like 2019 well, that's disappointing was just steppers because I was there, which should I mean, have made it the best year ever. Sorry. In terms <laughs> of houses, in terms of the. Ex experience other than being with my friends i feel like 2019 was such a good year that going into 2021 when it's the 30th anniversary and all this other jazz it just yeah. kind of missed the mark for me but i did have a good time overall so yeah, we, had, we had a great time yeah rank your houses sir okay. one to ten uh, uh ten to one one ten to, to one. ten whatever ten to one. and and again if we do happen to have any team members, any scare actors that potentially might hear this, just know this is no reflection on you. And this is all personal preference and experience. And I thought overall, all of the characters were amazing. Oh, correct. Um, yes. Yeah. Where this is just, you know, sometimes we get bad timing. Y'all know how it goes. Yeah. So uh, number 10 for me was, was Texas Chainsaw um, just because... I felt like, eh, I, I don't know. It, like I said, it felt like a placeholder. Nine, I think you can guess, was Scary Ohio. Number eight for me, here's where things may get crazy. Revenge of the Tooth Fairy was number eight for me. <laughs> Seven was Puppet Theater, and I feel like I was being generous based on the run that I had. Six, I put Icons Captured. Wow, number, Icons yeah. is six on your list? Yeah, it was. Five was Beetlejuice. S number four, Bride of Frankenstein. It was so good. I really enjoyed that one. Three, Wicked Growth, which I actually surprised myself. I thought that might be my number one. Number two was Case Files, Legendary Truth. I really liked that a lot. Number one, I did it twice. It was the scariest for me. It was also one of the best themed, but I had a great experience. Haunting of Hill House was my number one house. 
Wow. He went in wanting to piss his pants and he went out with it on, on top. Yep. It was very good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to preface my ranking by saying, since I will not be attending the event and I have already attended the event, I will probably watch walkthroughs of the houses. So I'm going to say that my rankings may change based off of the experience. Things like jogging your memory. Yeah. Correct. That and just my experience might not be a good reflection of the house. Wow. You're really going to not like my rankings here. Oh, I don't. It's fake. Ten <laughs> was actually Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> it was, for me, it was the timing and there was a hand, there was a couple scares, but it, it didn't do it for me. Mm. Didn't do it for me. Sorry. And I was really looking forward to that house. This is also not based off of the scare actors. I'm so sorry. Nine, if you can guess, Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> We're really going, going up, sit on our lists. Eight, I put Puppet Theater mm -hmm. because really I didn't get it. Seven, Texas Chainsaw. Now, seven and eight, I was really, we were in line and we were doing them. And I was like, I'm going to make my list now. And I had blanks. And I was like, do I want to move Puppet Theater up and put Texas Chainsaw lower? I was like, nah, I'm going to leave it. Six, I did Scary Ohio. Five, I did Wicked Growth. Oh, and this is where the kicker comes in. Four, I did Tooth Fairy. Wow. Three, I did Icons. Two is the same. We have Case Files because that was honestly Case Files, top tier house. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it's a top tier house. And then one was Beetlejuice because I freaking love Beetlejuice. Okay. And I seem to have the best timing. I got almost every single thing that you were supposed to see in that house. I pretty much got every single one. So I think based on that, like you could combine our top fives. We both have Case Files, Wicked Growth, and Beetlejuice in the top five. Mm-hmm. So those are three solid recommendations. And also, when I return, because I'm taking McKenna next week, we're going to go. Heck yeah. We're, and the, the idea, she wants to do Beetlejuice. As she and should. She, and she, she wants said, to be friends with me. She said, based on her experience there, we'll see if we do other houses. My recommendations to her are going to be Case Files, mm -hmm. Wicked Growth, mm -hmm. and Icons. Mm -hmm. Those three. If those are the only ones you do. Yeah. So we're pretty aligned, I think, really, overall. I'm oh, the, genuinely The Haunting so of Hill House is flip-flopped. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that Hill House did not rank higher. But I love that house feeling empty inside. I mean, not because I peed myself, but just because it wasn't. <laughs> to me, it, didn't it wasn't. It, it did not. I I just am sad about it. And it's fine. Um, I'll touch on the scare zones really, really quickly. Anything that they put in the walkway in front of Cafe La Bamba heading toward E.T. and like Simpsons Land from that side, always going to be one of my favorites. And the one that they put down the road from uh, Born Stuntacular, also one of my favorites. And I'm going to tell you why. One, in front of Born Stuntacular, that whole road, the widest road, in my opinion, I'm a tiny person, but the widest road, and I feel like you get to see a lot more. Or they get to spread it out a lot more, and you can kind of just enjoy it more. And then the one toward E.T. in front of Cafe La Bamba, the creepiest, because it's all trees shaded, and you can't see anything. So Gorewood Forest, Lice Camera Action, those are my recommendations if those are the only two scare zones you walk through, but I'm pretty sure you'll walk through all of them because all the houses are right there. So yeah. I, I would just add to that and say, I agree with you. I think those were both really good. I liked Seek and Destroy a lot, which was Ooh. over near the mummy. Um, Interesting. 
mostly because they had a really cool interactive element where you could go over on near the stage and speak to the controller, which was this digital face that was interacting with the crowd. So it would call people up. If you've done any of these like distance interaction with characters and theme parks over the last year, it was essentially this, like there's a crowd of people, the controller would call people up to the stage and actually talk to that person. And we saw some of that happening. We, <laughs> the best part was while the controller's talking to you, there were a couple uh, scare actors that were like standing on either side of the person being talked to. And then when the controller was done with you, they're like, be gone. And they would start up like the chainsaws. And we actually really, I think I saw a girl nearly turn inside out. It was amazing how scared she got by that. It was. Oh, people, let me tell you the sounds of the chainsaws. If that, if there's one takeaway about Halloween Horror Nights is there are chainsaws. Yeah, And if there you are. do not like the sound of chainsaws, you're going to have a very difficult time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they they do like they do really enjoy the chainsaws, and Eddie Eddie was no exception over there with lights, camera, action. I love Eddie. I love Jack. I just love. I hate clowns, but I love Jack. He's just overall my favorite. Icon. CTV wasn't bad either, by the way. It was just like I I realized I didn't know this was like a YouTube thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, but very difficult to watch in my opinion. But that's just me. But the, um, I thought that the, the characters that were on their little stages, they were, they were interesting. They were kind of fun. We actually interacted with them. The, the big thing that I think that you can take away from my story, if you're like me and you're a chicken, follow my three-step plan. Oh God. Number, number one, go with a group of people who enjoy it and know what they're doing and have been there before. Okay. N number two, have a couple drinks. It'll, it'll only help the situation. And number three, if you really feel like me, where like you're having an anxiety attack just thinking about going into the houses, on the media night when they launch the event, media are allowed to make videos and take pictures going through the houses. Watch those walkthroughs because while when you're watching them, you're going to think, oh, this is going to be really scary. Hopefully what it'll do is at least give you a taste of like, this is the flow of the house. And there are still going to be things that are going to scare you. There's still going to be things that you're not ready for, but it will help you to at least get a little sense of what each one's going to be like, which is what I did. I don't mind. Next year, I'm not going to do that. And by the way, I'll be going to Hallow Scream over at SeaWorld with Skipper Bob and Theme Park Rob. And I have not watched, I have no spoilers. I have no idea what's going to happen there. And I don't intend on getting any spoilers. So that'll be a real test to see if I've actually turned a corner and become less scared about this stuff. But by the end of the night, I was happy to lead through the houses. I actually wanted to slow things down because you start to get a feel for, okay, now I start to understand these are how the houses work. I wanted to see the special effects. Like you said, Steffers, I wanted to see the theming. I knew the scares were going to happen, but I kind of had a sense of here's what's going to happen. I know I'm going to get startled, but it's all fine. And you start to just have fun with it, especially if we, if you're with a good group who's really enjoying themselves and all in it too. So that's what I'll say. There's hope for you. Even the most scared of you out there, you can do it. I did it. You can do it. Words of Wisdom by Justin. That's right. I will give a pro tip. And honestly, I don't know if this is a pro tip, but this is just like a fun tidbit that I like to tell people. I haven't told anyone this on the internet or in person ever. But Halloween Horror Nights is also a really good time to take in Diagon Alley in case you're a big Harry Potter fan and you're going to Halloween Horror Nights multiple nights. 
I will almost guarantee you that Diagon Alley will be pretty much empty. So just another fun little tidbit I'm going to throw your way because that had absolutely nothing to do with haunted houses or anything. But a lot of people I know will make a few nights out of Halloween Horror Nights and stop and just take pictures or do all the things in Diagon Alley just because it's not as populated. It's not as, you know, claustrophobic. So that's my pro tip for Justin's next adventure to Halloween Horror Nights. Probably not, yeah. actually. You should watch Nightmare Fuel the next We're, time you go. Yeah, we are. We are going to watch Nightmare Fuel. And and the uh, the Lagoon show. Marathon of Mayhem. I will say Jackson was actually really intrigued by this uh, said Water Lagoon show. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't even like shows. So mm. I was, you know, if it even catches Jackson's eye, you know, it's probably good. So I mean, I'd, I agree. You hear, you heard it here first. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. But if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights and your rankings are maybe the same, or maybe you think we're absolutely crazy, leave a comment, tweet at us, yell at us, do whatever you want to do because it's all subjective people. We don't make the rules in it's this personal place. personal taste. It really is. Especially the food and personal But taste. there is a right answer. I mean, and correct. I'll, I'll, I'll judge you if you're wrong. Correct. I'm really sad I did not try to the donut burger. Oh, yeah, I missed it too, but I'll be going back. I'll He's let you know. He's just rubbing it in. He's rubbing <laughs> it in, man. It's just not nice. I'm <laughs> going to try. I'm going to try really hard to see if I can get McKenna to do multiple houses. And uh, that'll be another good test of whether or not um, it was just a one night fluke of me finding this bravery that I don't actually have. You mean if you just had enough to drink to that, get that you through? That too. I totally crashed so hard. When I got back to my room at Cabana Bay, I, I just. I, I laid down on top of the bed and I was going to mess with my phone. I was, I was thinking about, I was going to take some notes on like some initial thoughts and things. And I passed out just laying on top of the bed in all my clothes with my phone in my hand, woke up like an hour later. I was like, Oh, I should probably actually get cleaned up and, and try to actually get into the bed. Yeah. It, it wore me out and I am still recovering, but man, I had a good time. And Steffers, I wanted to officially say thank you so much for co-hosting the monorail group event with me and i give you all the credit for the success we had of that night i wish we could have coordinated more for the second half of the night but it is what it is and we'll try to do better next time there will be a next time folks yeah. there will be a next time you're welcome thank you for being you because yeah. without you there would be no monorail fam think about that people um if you're going make sure to check out the horror nights website so you don't miss out on any of the food like I did. The battered Oreos I heard were very delicious. And uh, the fried peanut butter, what is it? Fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. also I heard was good. I heard that was good too, yeah. But Justin's going back, so he'll just have to report on all the food because evidently I won't be there. So I'm not sad. I'm not sad. It's fine. Justin, tell the folks where you want them to at you or yell at you when they inevitably disagree with your opinion. That's fine. I am repurposing the Morning Monorail Twitter to be a Justin Monorail account. So follow me at Morning Monorail. I've already kind of changed the the uh, handle, um, but it's at Morning Monorail for now. And uh, I mean, the podcast is over, but who knows what's in the future. So keep your eyes locked because something may happen down the road. I, I've got that itch, that creator itch, and I'm going to figure out something at some point. I'm sure he'll be back on here, honestly, because we have sure. to deep dive into your whole story of life and Disney and Universal and, you know, other things that people on my show do. I'd be happy to do it. 
this was uh, the HHN recap of our long trip. Honestly, I was originally going to do a whole trip recap in one episode, but me and Justin just have so much fun talking to each other that we don't even got time for all that. Ain't nobody so, got time for that. Yeah, well, we have things to discuss about my trip, but not right now. If you don't follow me already on all the socials, I'm not really sure how you found me, so that's a question mark. But on Twitter, I'm AsianZing95. On Instagram, I'm Adventures with Stuffers. Don't forget to check out my blog, which I'll inevitably write up a whole review on my time at Halloween Horror Nights with Justin and the Monorail Peeps. And if you like this and like hearing me talk to myself, give me five stars. Maybe give a leave a review. Tell me what you hate, what you like, what whatever you want. Tell me hi. I don't care. And next week, I think. We have our BFF Jen from Dillo's Diz, so make sure to tune into that. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to follow. I'm glad I didn't have to follow Jen. She's way better than me. No, 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 no. You're both equally great. And until next week, talk to you later. Be good to cast and team members, and make good choices or don't make good choices, and don't tell me about it. Have a good day, night, week, afternoon, evening. Party on, dudes. (laughs) 